Welcome in to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. Starring your defending champion, Cascade Bear. Runner-up, Stirk Daddy. D. Slacky. Andy Pollock. Lefty79. Randy Santarelli. WGL 1035, Justin STP6, Little Slads, Prince Palmer 17, China Star, and Buxton 6. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. We are getting into week number 16. It is the semi-finals of our For the Throne playoffs. I'm joined again by Justin. Justin, obviously you are not in it. I'm still alive in the consolation. What else do you have going for the fantasy playoffs right now? Uh, I'm still I'm gonna be in the semi-finals. I'm a two-seed in uh, a league with former roommate of both of ours. But that's about it. Um, I actually got the chance to join another Dynasty League uh, two days ago, and it's been interesting looking at some of the roster negligence that I've kind of had to account for and uh, kind of make some moves for. But uh, I'm interested in uh, seeing how that league will shake out. And then we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, the playoffs going forward. we got a Final Four already, which is kind of crazy. Yep, so we got Sterk versus Cascade and then D Slacky versus Andy with matchups starting tonight in the Jags-Jets game. There's a lot of bad weather in the forecast for this next weekend of games. Most of the games are going to be happening on Saturday, so that'll be kind of cool to see, except for the Packer game being on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, um, it's. I'll try to watch what I can, but we're pretty much going to be celebrating Christmas Eve and Christmas, so football's on, I'm going to be able to see some. It's, it'll be great, but... One of the weekends I won't see too much. With all the weather, though, I, I don't expect to see very high-scoring games. I mean, and I think that's kind of reflected in all the overs and unders lines that are out there already. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at the cookies. So you have two weeks to go over week 14 and 15. Let's hear what you got. Yeah, so uh, week 14, uh, it was a great week for Sturk. He had three. Uh, Randy and Andy each with two. Um, and then... Uh, we had a score of 348.28, which was pretty solid. It was right around the middle of the pack. Uh, top scorer was Evan Ingram's um, streaming start for Andy with 39.2 points. He went off. I think that was the game that you were at where yes. he had three touchdown catches. How was that? It was a great time. Obviously, it was a field day for Ryan talking to the ladies. But it was fun because the game was kind of over by – just about the middle of the third quarter, and a ton of Titan fans started leaving. So Ryan and I just kind of went down to the bottom deck. We were sitting probably, I don't know, 12 rows from the field on the Jaguars' end zone. So we get to watch the rest of the game there. The Titans actually, we thought they'd have a chance to come back. They were only down by 14 with like five minutes left. They kept scoring, but we saw the legendary Chig score a touchdown. Every time he makes a great play, I just start yelling Chiggy. <laughs> just fun to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that sounds, like, that sounds like an awesome time. Um, we had a lot of people in the 30s this past, in that week, but our defenders weren't didn't have that great of a score, which kind of brought us down a little bit. Week 15, um, I texted you earlier in the week that this was the third, and then we had a couple of defenders help make it be the fourth worst week of cookies in the past two years. Um, it was pretty tough. We had uh, Josh Allen for Stark get over 43, almost 44 points, but the running backs were pitiful. 27 being the top running back score is not great. Uh, wide receivers, there's two in the 30s, and then everything else was pretty low scoring. Um, Hassan Reddick had a great game, though, too, but still... Um, it was a tough, tough, tough week for cookies. Uh, 
But, Logan, you did end up with two cookies this past week. You almost had a third, but then uh, Quay Walker stole one of yours. Um, Sturk had two, Randy had two, Andy had two, and then quite a few had one. Sturk has made quite a hell of a comeback, and we'll talk about that in just a second in the cookie totals. Um, if we go look at the player cookies, Jalen Hurts for Cascade is leading the way with four cookies, and unfortunately he'll be out this week as he moves into his semifinal matchup. Should make things a little bit interesting. We'll have to see who he's going to be starting at the QB position. Uh, then Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen with three apiece. Joe Burrow with two. And then a few with one. For running backs, uh, Josh Jacobs for Cascade and Austin Eckler for Sturt leading the way with four. And then we got Saquon Barkley for D. Sladkey, Derek Henry for Little Slads, and Miles Sanders for Lefty, and CMC for Sturt with three, a bunch with two, and a bunch with one. Wide receivers, wow. Head of the class, Justin Jefferson with seven cookies. That is the most uh, cookies that I believe we've ever seen. I'm not sure about last year's total when I'm saying that, but it's definitely the most by far this year. Uh, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams with four. Stephon Diggs with three. Then you got Cooper Cup, Amon Ra, Jalen Waddle, A.J. Brown with two, and then a shit ton of receivers with one. Uh, move on to the tight end spot. Got Travis Kelsey still leading the way with four cookies for D. Sladkey. Then Mark Andrews and George Kittle with two apiece. If you think about it, though, those are like the three guys that are pretty much drafted almost towards the top every year. So that that, that one's not too big of a surprise. Uh, kickers. D. Sladkey, top kicker with Nick Folk with four. Ryan Suckup, Justin Tucker, and Evan McPherson and Daniel Carlson each with two, couple with one. Uh, the defensive lineman spots. Max Crosby for Danny and Miles Garrett for Sturk with three apiece. Nick Bosa with one and a half for Will. And then a fuck ton with one or... And then Brian Burns rounds it out with a half cookie. Uh, for linebackers, we got Devin White in second place for China with three. Micah Parsons leads the way with uh, for Cascade there with three and a half cookies. Uh, Roquan Smith, Zayvon Collins... Matt Judon, T.J. Watt, and Demario Davis each with two apiece. And then defensive end spot, we got a two-way tie at the top with Harrison Smith for Randy and your boy, Talanoa Huafunga. Um, I don't know if I said that. I think I said that right. Um, with three cookies apiece, Javon Holland for myself and Marcus Williams for Sturk with two. We go look at the team totals. Um, like I oh, what the? What's going on here? Uh, team totals here. Yeah, like I said, um, 328.56. It just barely beat the worst week up to this point, which was 326.96, which was week 6. Uh, 348s from week 14 was right in the middle. Quick reminder to make sure you actually are setting your lineups, even if you are out, even if you're in not in the consolation bracket or playoff matchups anymore because... All you can do is get free cookies, free $2. Uh, I think I reminded Will of that because he didn't start Jarek McKinnon last week. And he said he was worried about the Constellation Championship. And I, in the text thread that we're in, I was like, yeah, you can be, but you could have gotten two free dollars. So just a reminder, make sure you are setting your lineups. But if we look at the T-top totals for cookies, with uh, Sturks 5 in the last two weeks, he has caught Danny and tied him. At the top with 26 cookies. Get Burrow Bitches is one behind with 25. I think last year um, Stark ran away with this. Um, in fourth, a distant fourth, is Outdoor Furnishings with 19 and a half. Corporal Cleveland has 18. Then we drop off a little bit more with Team China Star with 14. The Prince Who's Pits and Team Little Slads with 12. Partyville, a nine and two. I don't think that's the correct score uh, anymore. And uh, Free Frosty Fan Club, um, it was 11 and 2, that's what I thought. So the two of us with 11, time to play the game is 9, and Operation Get to 500 is at the 8.5 cookie mark. So that's cookies from the past two weeks. And Logan, take it away. All right, let's take a look at week 14. In week 14, it was the last week of the regular season. Starting with the first matchup was. Scrappy is crappy versus the prince who was Pitts. 
This matchup was won by myself by 15.4 points, moving me to 3 and 11, but staying in last. And then Ryan moved to 5 and 9 and to 10th place. I underperformed by 14, and Ryan underperformed by about 28. On my side, I started Tannehill against the Jags with 22.7, J.K. Dobbins with 18, Godwin with 10.9, and Jerry Judy with 33.3. Also, T.J. Hawkinson at 11.7, and Devontae Smith with 17.4. On Ryan's side, he had 13.8. He started Sam Darnold, tactical tanking. 12.7 from Rashad White, 12.4 from Van Jefferson. He kept Jamar Chase on the bench, 18.7 from David Njoku, 21.4 from DJ Chark, and a 0 from Kenny Galladay. 10 came in from Jordan Hicks and 16 from Legereus Sneed. The second matchup was between Game Over and Team Little Slads. Game over, won this matchup, a.k.a. lefty, 143.3 to 136.1, a 7.2-point victory for lefty, who moved to 9-5. and five. And the four seed and Little Slads lost, moving to 6-8 and eight in eighth place. Lefty underperformed by 40, and Little Slads underperformed by 31. On lefty side, he had 26.5 from Geno Smith, 28.5 from Miles Sanders, 11.8 from Damian Pierce, 11.8 from Austin Hooper, a bad game of 2.6 from Jeff Wilson Jr., and 21.7 from Zay Jones, who was exciting to watch in person, 12.5 from Chris Jones, uh, Daniil Hunter only got him two points, and J Javon Hargrave only got him one. On Little Slab Society, at 32.1 from Jared Goff, a bad three points from Ramondre Stevenson, who got hurt, came back, and got hurt again. Zero from T. Higgins, 13, who had one snap and then left. 13.4 from Amon Ross St. Brown. 13.8 from Garrett Wilson. Bad game by Travis Etienne, who had 3.2. He got 11 from Michael Badgley. 21.5 from Drake Greenlaw. And 10 from C.J. Mosley. I'm looking at Lefty's Week 14 matchup, and four of his starters are now off the roster. Jeez. That's, <laughs> that's insane. The third matchup was between Team D Slacky and Team China Star. Uh, D Slacky won this matchup 172.6 to 172.2, a 50.4 point victory for Team D Slacky, who moved to 10 and 4 in the two seed, got himself a bye, and then China Star moved to 5 and 9, 11th place. D Slacky underperformed by 10, so a very good lineup for him this week, and China Star underperformed by 20. On D Slack's side, he had 25.7 from Patrick Mahomes. 23.4 from James Conner, uh, about 6.7 from both Saquon and Stefan Diggs, disappointing from both, 11 from Devontae Adams, and 11 from Travis Kelsey, 23.6 from Mike Williams, Robbie Gold in his last game for d -Slag, he scored 5, he also got Max Crosby with 13, Patrick Sertain with 11.5, and, and Roquan Smith with 20.5. On China Star's side, we had 31.5 in a return to relevancy for Russell Wilson, who was also concussed in that game. Ryan and I were watching that Chiefs-Broncos game in a bar as we were, like, eating in Nashville, and mm -hmm. there was a giant group of Panther fans. There was, like, six or seven of them randomly watching the Panthers game while everybody else was watching the Chiefs game. Uh, and it... Needless to say, many people from Nashville hate the Chiefs, like locals, Titan fans. Makes sense. Also, China Star had 13 from Najee Harris, a 12.6 from Joe Mixon, a 0 from Tyler Boyd. His IDPs, we got a 0 from Vita Vea. Haha, <laughs> he got the Vita Vea curse, which is also what I had when I picked him up and streamed him one week. 11 from Justin Tucker and 12 from Leighton Vander Esch. The next matchup was between Cascade Outdoor Furnishings and Get Burrowed Bitches. This matchup was won by Andy, 209.7 to 172.3. That is a 37.4 point victory for Andy. Andy underperformed by four points. Great lineup for her. And Cascade underperformed by 43. 
Cascade had 34.3 from Jalen Hurts, 19.4 from Josh Jacobs, a bad 3.7 from Jamal Williams, 19.4 from Donovan Peoples-Jones, and 14.4 from Debo Samuel. Another bad game for Mark Andrews, who scored him 3.7. 12.3, though, from Isaiah Pacheco, and 18.1 from DK Metcalf, along with 11 from Brett Maher, 12 from Matt Judon, 12 from Foisada Luakon. On Andy's side, she had 20.5 from Joe Burrow, 10.6 from Leonard Fournette, 20.5 from Derek Henry, 21.2 from Keenan Allen, 33.3 from Justin Jefferson, 39.2 from Evan Ingram, 12.9 from DeAndre Hopkins, and 18 from Tyler Lockett, 11 from Dicker the Kicker. The IDPs were all pretty mid. Deshaun Elliott was her leader with eight. So her positional players played exceptional in week number 14. Next matchup was, oh my God, a matchup between Partyville 11-2 and two season versus the Fearsome Foles Sum. Fearsome Foles Sum, a.k.a. Sturt Daddy, won this matchup 198.8 to 81.5. That was a 117.3 point victory for Sturt Daddy over you. You moved to 10-4, and four, and you moved to 5-9. and nine. Thoughts? Or no questions uh, at yeah, this time? I knew, I knew that that was coming, so it didn't really Yeah, you did you predict much. it. Mm-hmm. You didn't predict that Kyler would get hurt in the game, though. No, that's that's the big thing that, that really did uh, drown me even more. So it looks like you underperformed by 27, and Sterk, even scoring 198, he underperformed by 21. As previously mentioned, Kyler Murray got hurt for you and scored 0. .6. We had Cam Akers with 9.3. Terrace Marshall, not good, 2.8. Mike Gasick, another goose egg, zero points. How many weeks in a row was that? Uh, I was looking when I was looking at uh, my wife's roster. It was three weeks in a row with zero, and last week he had 1.5. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devontae Parker also got hurt. He only scored you 4.4. Brandon McManus in his last game for you, I think, scored four mm-hmm. points, Got and then you cut him. 14 yep. from Quinnen Williams and 10.5 from Bobby Wagner, 10.5 from Shaq Thompson. It was safe to say you weren't even ready for the consolation tournament. You were just ready for the offseason. Uh, yes. <laughs> On Sterk's side, you had 22.5 from Josh Allen, 22.2 from Tony Pollard, 29.3, bless you, from Christian McCaffrey, 14.7 from Brandon Ayuk, and 24.1 from Tyreek Hill. In his last game on the roster, he started Jonu Smith, who scored him zero. Another goose egg. 24.4 from Austin Eckler, 18 from Zeke, 21.5 from Miles Garrett, 9.5 from TJ Watt. Let's move on to the last matchup, which was between Got Burrowed and Will. This was a game that had playoff implications, and then also the Little Slads matchup. Little Slads lost to Lefty, so he had no chance. It really came down to Randy and Will. Well, Will won this matchup 173.2 to 159.2. That was a 14-point victory, but it was not enough for Will. Both teams ended 7-7, seven seven, but Randy got the 6th seed, and Will barely missed. He got the 7th seed. Randy underperformed this matchup by uh, 42, and then Will underperformed by 12. So... On Randy's side, he got 29.5 from Kirk Cousins, only 8.5 from both Nick Chubb and Delvin Cook, 17 from A.J. Brown, 15.7 from Dalton Schultz. He continues to start Kareem Hunt, who scored him only 3.2. Samaje Pirine scored him 10.4, and Daniel Carlson with 12. He also had Jalen Phillips score him 11, and Willie Gay score him 22.5. That really... Uh, that might have saved him from not making the playoffs. Will side, he got 15.6 from Dak Prescott and 32.4 from Jarek McKinnon, as we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, first of two straight RB1 overall finishes for Jarek McKinnon. We had Devin Singletary only score 5.3, and Michael Gallup only scored him 6. 
Other players include Juju Smith-Schuster with 23.4, 12.3 from Pat Fryermuth, and 15.2 from Deontay Johnson, 19.5 from Adam Thielen, and 11 from Harrison Butker. We also had Isaiah Simmons score 13. That was it for Week 14. What were your thoughts kind of tracking Week 14 as we had, you know, seating up for grabs and then also that last playoff team? Uh, I definitely thought it was going to be a little more close than I than it ended up being. I think uh, it was pretty – Randy ended up being pretty comfortable despite not having a great performance from his whole roster. Um, I was more excited for the – playoffs to start to be honest because then we started getting some really good matchups and it was it was fun to watch um last week for sure so let's get into week number one of the playoffs so let's take a look on week number 15 we are going to first just start by looking at the actual bracket matchups and then we'll get into the consolation matchups so the first matchup was between the three seed Andy and the six seed Randy. Andy Randy matchup. This matchup was won by Andy, who is now going to take on D Sladkey, 187.9 to 167.9. Exactly 20 point victory for Andy. Uh, the problem was Randy decided not to, and I don't blame him, start KJ Osborne. But in that miraculous comeback, if he had started KJ Osborne over the last flex spot he was debating, which was Samaj P. Ryan, he would be moving on into the semifinals. So Randy lost his matchup by 20 on the dot. He underperformed by 42 points. Andy only underperformed by 0.8 points. What a matchup uh, and picks that she made. Let's take a look at who she actually started. Joe Burrow, 32.8, had a horrendous first half, but really came back strong. Elvin Kamara with 12.4 and Derrick Henry with 26.3. 16.6 from Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson had 30.3. Evan Ingram with 14.2 and 13 from DeAndre Hopkins. 13.8 from Tyler Lockett. IDPs, nothing special. Randy side. He got an unbelievable 40.4 from Kirk Cousins, 27 from Dalvin Cook, only 10 from Nick Chubb, but then 28.1 from A.J. Brown and 14.3 from Mike Evans. Not good games from his tight end or flexes, including Dalton Schultz with 3.5, Zonovan Knight with 2.3, and Samaj Piran with 3.4. IDPs, we had Jalen Phillips with 13.5, and Fred Warner with seven. Any thoughts on that matchup? I think it's crazy that Randy had a really good lineup. He had the best thing he could possibly do. And the one thing that screwed him was KJ Osborne mm. um, because he's the only guy that went off on his bench. He makes one change and he's no longer in the playoffs. Although that is the last time you'll probably see Tyler Lockett for Andy this year and he's been a top 15 receiver yeah. pretty much the entire year yeah it's funny Randy when he first started the morning uh when the Vikings played he had KJ Osborne in the flex and I I didn't know I was more concerned because he had KJ Osborne and Kareem Hunt and I was telling him I'm like Kareem Hunt has been so bad and not involved with the Browns you know in, in this season and so he got out of that one. He kept Zonovan Knight. But, again, he started Samaj P. Ryan, who a lot of people still thought has been very involved with Joe Mixon coming back, but he just did not have the matchup that, you know, he would have hoped for. He probably was hoping for around 10 points. So even if he got that, he still would have lost. Mm -hmm. The last matchup then from the playoff teams was between the four seed, game over, and the five seed, Outdoor Furnishings. Well, this matchup was won by Outdoor Furnishings. It was 11.7 points separated the two. Outdoor Furnishings outscore, underperformed by 49, so he did not set the best lineup. And Lefty underperformed by, wow, 58 points. It really started right at the top, as we're going to talk about with the quarterback. He just did not start the right guy. He stayed with Geno Smith, and it came back to hurt him. 
So let's take a look actually at lefty's team. To begin with, Geno Smith with only 17.3 going against the top defense arguably in the NFL, which was on Thursday night against the Niners. He had, I think he had Trevor Lawrence in the lineup until like an hour before the game time. I'm Probably. just looking at, I was sorry, I was looking at when the, we did the cookies. Um, he, not only did he mess up with his quarterbacks, but I think he started, outside of Preston Smith with a good game, his other three IDPs screwed him. His three IDPs on the bench all had double-digit points, wow. and the three guys he started didn't, including a zero from Chris Jones. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this was another one that really hurt. Miles Sanders, who you're obviously not benching, only scored 1.9 against Miles Sanders or against the Bears, who have been a horrific defense. Even with Jalen Hurts getting hurt, literally. No pun intended. 11.9 from Kenneth Walker, who, you know, there was question marks if he was going to be playing. He did play, and he actually pro- uh, kind of produced for him. We had 19.7 from CeeDee Lamb and 20.4 from Jalen Waddell. He started Austin Hooper. He's been really running really thin at tight end, only scored him 5.3. Cordero Patterson scored him 12.2 in the flex. And then Zay Jones, though, went absolutely massive with 34.9, including three touchdowns. He got nine from Greg Joseph. Preston Smith with a great game. He scored him 15.5. I've been meaning to look. Do you know how Aziz Ojolari did? That was who he dropped Preston Smith for. No, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm looking, looking right at now, yeah. I'm looking at Buda Baker, seventeen on the bench. So uh Danielle or Danielle Hunter, fourteen on the bench, uh Javon Hargrave, thirteen and a half on the bench. <laughs> and he started guys they had seven and a half, five and zero. Mm. And all so three are off his la- roster now. So. I can understand why. Yeah. That's tough. Josie Jewell with that seven and a half. Uh, was it Marquise Williams? No, Marcus Williams with five. And then Chris Jones, again, like you said, zero against the Texans. Just insane, honestly. But, yeah, if you look at his bench, 35.8 from Trevor Lawrence. That alone would have won him the matchup. Um, other players like those IDPs just really hurt him. But he did make a good move. I was like, holy shit, is this actually going to happen? Can you imagine if Aaron Jones would have got hurt? When uh, Preston Smith, I think he started first drive, he had a sack, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that was that was crazy. I, I mean, it, I didn't believe he was going to win it after that sack, but I was like, wow, just one injury or one slip-up. And A.J. Dillon was very involved, so. Yeah, he had two, two sacks, two tackles for losses, four hits, and a couple tackles. Yeah, he was all over the place. Looking at Cascade side, he had 35.7 for Jalen Hurts, who's probably going to be in his last game unless they need him for Week 17 with the number one seed on the line. 35.7 from him. Uh, really going to be interesting to see who he starts at the quarterback position. 24.1 from David Montgomery, 13.1 from Donovan Peoples-Jones, and 8.7 from Isaiah Pacheco. 12.5 from DK Metcalf, 6 from Mark Andrews. Not good right there. Uh, he's. I don't think you can get away with not starting him though, because he doesn't really have that good of options on the bench. Maybe Dawson Knox, but Dewan Johnson. Oh, mm. thirteen from Josh Jacobs, twenty point six from Aaron Jones, and twelve from Brett Maher. IDPs. He had eleven from Micah Parsons, twelve and a half from Foyasada Luakan, three from Minka Fitzpatrick, and then another zero this time from Matt Judon, who's been one of his most consistent IDPs this season. That's it for the actual playoff matchups. Moving on into the consolation, the first matchup was between you and I. You were the 9 seed and I was the 12. Based on your current roster breakdown, not really a 9 seed because of all no. the injuries you got. But no, so I def- yeah, I defeated you 175.5 to 102.5, a 73-point victory. You were just getting clapped here at the end of the year. Cannot the offseason cannot come soon enough for you. The max points, I underperformed by 35, and you underperformed by 30 points. So you still had a lot of points on the board, but it would not have even been close to enough even with that. So Justin moves into the offseason, and I continue on into the Constellation Semis. I had 10.7 from Ryan Tannehill, who might be done for the season. 
11.7 from Brian Robinson and 13.8 from J.K. Dobbins. 22.3 from Chris Godwin and 17.6 from Devontae Smith. 8.3 from T.J. Hawkinson and 14.6 from Jerry Judy. Also 13 from Terry McLaurin and 9 from Evan McPherson. In the IDPs, I got 17 out of Josh Sweat and 5.5 from Jordan Brooks. 15.5 from Talanoa Hufanga and 16.5 from Eric Kendrick. So my IDPs have just been great this past week. On your side, you had 15.2 from Taylor Heineke, 13 from Cam Akers, and 2.3 in Jonathan Taylor, who got that catch, looked great, and then went down, and he's going to be done for the year. 8.1 from Terrace Marshall Jr. and 9.8 from Amari Cooper. Wow, I can really see you did not have many options if this was your starting lineup because you're not tanking, that's for sure. No. 1.6 only from Logan Thomas and 15.2 from Christian Kirk. 8.3 from Chris Olave and 4 from Young Wei Koo. In his last game on your roster, 5 points from Jonathan Allen, 5 from Jack Sanborn, and 5 from Javon Holland, and then 10 from Shaq Thompson. Any general thoughts? My injuries. I I didn't I knew I didn't have that fantastic of a of a team in the first place, but losing Kyler, losing Jonathan Taylor in that matchup Having Mike Kosicki get uh, combined one and a half points over the last month, uh, it just kind of destroyed what even semblance of a roster I thought I was going to have. Mm. When's that off season coming? Like, hurry up. Come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the last consolation bracket matchup was between the Prince Who Was Pitts and Team China Star. The Prince Who Was Pitts won this matchup 160.2 to 116.7. So that is about a 43.5-point victory for uh, Ryan. Ryan underperformed by 7, and China Star underperformed by, oh, my God, 72 points. Jeez. What the hell did he do? Let's take a look. On Ryan's side, he had 15.2 from Sam Darnold, 23 from A.J. Dillon, 5 from Rashad White, and 20 from Jamar Chase, 18.3 from D.J. Moore, 5.8 from David Njoku and 2.8 from DJ Chark. 21.2 in his flex from Latavius Murray and 6 from Tyler Bass. IDPs, 13 from Alex Highsmith, 5.5 from Jordan Hicks, 5.5 from Legereus Sneed, and 18.5 from Quay Walker. On China Star's side, he had 9.9 from Daniel Jones, 14.6 from Najee Harris, 10.4 from Joe Mixon and 5.9 from Marquise Brown. 14.5 from Tyler Boyd and 25.3 from George Kittle. Only 0.9 from Devontae Foreman. 6.2 from Randall Cobb and 3 from Justin Tucker. IDPs, he had 12.5 from DeForest Buckner, 4.5 from Devin White, 6 from Trayvon Diggs, and 3 from Devondre Campbell. If you look at the bench, instead of Daniel Jones, his best option would have been Zach Wilson. So I don't blame him for not starting him. 23.3. He did have, though, 16 from Raheem Mostert. 11 from Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And then that's really it for, like, big scores on his side. So after this matchup consolation bracket, we're going to see Will and Ryan toe-to-toe. -to -toe, and then Little Slads and myself go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Uh, with the winner going to the Constellation Finals. And then on the top, we got Sturk Daddy versus Cascade Bear and D Slacky versus Andy with the winners going to the title game. We did have a couple waiver claims of note. Let's take a look at what that included. That would have been... Today's Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so I just went past it. Starting, we had... Gardner Minshew at the top picked up from Cascade Bear for nine bucks. We had three total bids. He outbid you by one dollar. How does that feel? Eh, I'm I'm not super concerned. Because you weren't gonna uh, use him anyways. No, it's just I, I'm not I'm not too upset about that. Then you had yourself picking up your boy again, Justin Simmons, getting him back on the roster. Will yeah, pick. I mean, oh, go ahead. I was happy to do that. I was, I was going back to see if there were any big waiver bids from two weeks ago because we didn't see, catch those. Oh, yeah. Was there? Um, 
D Slack, he put in a nice $69 for Ben Skoranek. <laughs> uh, I got, and he also put in $37 for Kevin Harris, who I had never heard of. Um, and then Will asked how it affects Marlon Mack after he got him for 17 bucks. And then Burkhead went to Little Slats for 13 Those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Justin Simmons... Uh, he was a little too far off my roster, and I kind of needed another uh, safety because Javon Holland's um, questionable, so I went and picked him back up. I love that guy. It's just he had a bad year until the last few weeks. So then others were Will picking up C.J. Ham for nothing, Little Slides picking up Jeremy Chin for nothing, Sterk picking up Rayshon Jenkins for the walk-up touchdown for nothing, and then Will picking up Johnny Munt. For nothing. Other moves included Sterk picking up Nick Foles for nothing, Lefty dropping a bunch of players, Jewel Williams, Tony Jones Jr., uh, Ken, what is his name? Kendrick Pryor? Yep. Nick Cross, Chris Jones, and then he picked up Noah Gray. That's actually a good pickup. I like that. He's been decently involved. Um, and Lefty does need tight end help. And then he picked up Quiddy Pay also, who's been pretty solid for the Colts. Um, in his games, he actually plays. He also picked up Logan Wilson. You picked up Trace McSorley and Zadarius Smith. And then Sterk picked up Marquise Goodwin. Will also changed his team name to WD40 Lottery Odds 4.76%. I can't wait for Monday. The lottery should be pretty fun. Right before the Chargers game, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully I get the one number one pick. I'm going to be so upset if I don't. I love Will's oh. nickname, Honey Baked Ham, for CJ Ham. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. So, yeah. Let's take a look. We're going to go on to the actual Week 16 matchups. I want you to preview the playoff matchups first and then preview the consolation ones. All right. So, uh, we'll get started right away with Sterk. Uh, taking on Cascade Bear in the 1-4 matchup. Or, sorry, 1-5 matchup. Right now, oh my. Sterk is projected to win 191.9 to 145.1. Cascade Bear is still starting Jalen Hurts. So those numbers will um, kind of adjust themselves a little bit as well. Who do you think he starts? What are his options? Can we at least look at that? Yeah, sure. Uh, we got Bricks uh, against the Steelers. Seat covers versus the Broncos. Polished Teapot versus the Falcons. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant versus the Commanders. And Gardner against the Cowboys. He's got five options. Uh, So can you actually give the names? Yes. I just had (laughs) Because people are going to be like, who the fuck is Gardner, Pot? (laughs) So he's got Derek Carr versus the Steelers. Uh, Baker versus the Broncos. Tyler Huntley versus the Falcons. Oh, my God. Brock Purdy versus the Commanders. And Gardner versus the Cowboys. Holy I shit. think he goes with Gardner. Yeah, because they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. Uh, cut, they're gonna have to play keep up, and like the Eagles have all their weapons back. Mm-hmm. So. I, I would think it's either Gardner or Brock Purdy at this point. But I think those other three, I just don't trust enough. Although Derek Carr could be an okay option because he's been pretty solid up most of the year outside of that Rams stinker and the Saints stinker. So he's had two really bad games, but outside of that, Derek Carr has been pretty good. I think he's been the most consistent guy. But we'll have to see. All those guys are projected around 20, and even if they he switches his QB, he's still projected to lose by 25. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how where Sterk's at right now, and projections are projections, so we'll see if that actually holds true. Um after that, he's going to be starting ladder game golf set, otherwise known as David Montgomery versus the Bills. Bonfire Pit was Isaiah Pacheco versus the Seahawks. DPJ Water Sprinkler versus the Saints. I think Love we know guy. who that is. From. Horseshoe Pit versus the Chiefs. Squirrel Feeder, even though he's got Tyler Huntley throwing on the ball at tight end against the Falcons. Wicker Furnishings, who is the number two running back in fantasy right now. Uh, that he has in, like, literally every league he has them. Uh, in the Steelers, Giant Sombrero and Shades versus the Dolphins. Uh, he's got Garden Shed, his new kicker, Brent Maher. 
uh, Electric Weed Whacker is going to be looking for non, a non-zero point performance with Matthew Judon. Foyasad Aluakon, Grass Grill, uh, Jalen Petrie, or Swing Set, and 2021 Unanimous Defender of the Year versus the Eagles. Thor Sturk. He's going to have Josh Allen going against the Bears. That's a juicy matchup. Tony Pollard versus the Eagles. Christian McCaffrey versus the Commanders. Alan Lazard, interesting, versus the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill versus the Packers. Dallas Goddard versus the Cowboys. Austin Eckler versus the Colts, another juicy one. Ezekiel Elliott versus the Eagles. Graham Gano versus the Vikings. Miles Garrett versus the Saints. TJ Watt versus the Raiders. Rayshon Jenkins, new guy, in there against the Jets. And Brian Burns against the Lions. I'm interested that he's starting Lazard. Who is he normally starting? Wow. Brandon Cooks, maybe? Dude, this, these matchups this week honestly might come down to who has the most dome games. It sounds stupid, but there is so much bad weather in the forecast. It's That's going to be true. a lot of That's, running. That's true. Um, that, that does make a little bit more sense. So if if these hold, and obviously Cascade's going to go switch his quarterback, but even if that's the whole case, he's still projected to lose by 27 points. Uh, Stirk would move on to the championship game. If we go to the second matchup, this is a lot closer. This is the th- two versus three. D. Slatkey in the two seed is projected to win 186.4 over Andy in the three seed, 174.2. D. Slatkey right now is going to be starting Patrick Mahomes against the C- Seahawks. James Conner versus the Buccaneers. That's just going to be a gross matchup, the Cardinals-Buccaneers. Um, not even if the weather is just, that's just going to be a gross matchup. Uh, Saquon Barkley against the Vikings. Uh, Stephon Diggs versus the Bears. Devontae Adams against the Steelers. Travis Kelsey versus the Seahawks. Mike Williams versus the Colts. Mac Hollins versus the Steelers. <laughs> Excuse me. We've got Nick Folk against the Bengals, Max Crosby against the Steelers, Abella Dangerous Man against the Falcons, Pat Sertan against the Rams, and Jeffrey Simmons against the Texans. All four of his IDPs are Pro Bowlers. That's usually a good sign. Um, for Andy, she'll be starting Daddy against the Patriots, Alvin Kamara versus the Browns, who he might be the only weapon the Saints have that's healthy. Derrick Henry versus the Texans. Oh, boy, that's that's going to be points. Keenan Allen versus the Colts. Roy versus the Giants. Darren Waller versus the Steelers. DeAndre Hopkins versus the Buccaneers. Leonard Fournette against the Cardinals. Jake Elliott versus the Cowboys. Ed Oliver versus the Bears. Demario Davis against the Browns. Deshaun Elliott. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, she has her, her starting defensive back is currently out. Mm-hmm. So if she puts in a new one, the guy on her bench is projected to get five and a half. Maybe she goes and picks one up. We'll see. But this matchup will get much, much closer. So let's say that she goes and grabs one and projected to be about seven, eight points. This matchup then gets a lot more interesting and he's like he's only projected to win by like four yeah. and not <clears throat> 13. Um, so if this held, it would be the one versus the two, the two teams of the buys moving into the championship game. Who do you think wins both? Like, you have to make a bold call right now. Bold call right now? Um, I can't remember who we texted, who we said that were going to be the bold predictions. I think I had Sturk winning it all from what I remember. I had Sturk D's laggy in my final. And I think I had Sterk and Andy. Hmm. And I think I had Sterk winning it, from what I remember. I think I'll stick with that, because uh, although no Tyler Lockett's going to kind of hurt, I still think top to bottom she has a better roster. It's just that D. Slecky's got a couple of more top-end players hmm. than she does. Something interesting also, she's got Engram on the bench. It's a, It would either be him or Waller. So she's just going to stick with the guy that you know she's ran with. You know, she traded for him in the draft. That's true, yeah. Could be an interesting one there. What do you got for the yeah. consolation? Consolation, let's see. We got we got some matchups coming forward with uh, Will versus Ryan and you versus Little Slads. 
we'll let's run through them and then we'll talk about it. Um, so for the consolation, we got the eight versus twelve seed, little slads versus yourself, Scrappy is crappy. Uh, I like the team nickname swap. Right now, uh, Team Little Slides is projected to win by 14. 169.5, nice, to 155.9. So you'd be starting Tua Frosty Vailoa <laughs> against the Packers, Michael Carter-Williams, or just Michael Carter, versus the, the Jaguars, J.K. Dobbins against the Falcons, Chris Godwin against the uh, Cardinals, Devontae Smith versus the Cowboys, TJ Hawkinson versus the Giants, Jerry Judy against the Rams, Terry McLaurin against the Niners, Evan McPherson against the Patriots, Josh Sweat uh, against the Cowboys, Jordan Brooks against the Chiefs, Talanoa Hufanga versus the Commanders, and Drew Tranquilizer Bunny against the Colts. Uh, Little Slides is going to be starting Justin Fields this week. Oh, look at that. Interesting. Uh, he only was tactically tanking with him for so long. Uh, he's got him going against uh, Buffalo. Ramondre Stevenson against the Bengals. DeAndre Swift against the Panthers. Amon Ross St. Brown against the Panthers. Double uh, Lions there. <coughs> T. Higgins against the Patriots. Greg Dulcich, taxi squad guy, against the Rams. Garrett Wilson versus the Jags, Travis Etienne against the Jets, mm. Madison Bagley, Badgley against Madison? The, isn't it? No. Michael. No. no. I could care less. He's called Honey against, Badger. Jesus. He's not the Honey Badger. Uh, against the Panthers. Sorry, they call him the Money Badger when he was in the Chargers. Okay. Hassan Reddick against the Cowboys. Drake Greenlaw has been in the cookie chase for a while, uh, the last few weeks at least, versus the Commanders. Kevin Byard versus the Texans. C.J. Mosley versus Jacksonville. I like Little Slats in this matchup. Sorry, Logan. He's got a pretty good core of young guys. And I know last year we said, um, coming into this year, that he made some moves and he got some really good players. We were really looking forward for him to do something. And he got some injuries. Mm-hmm. He traded some of those guys. Now he's got some really good young pieces going forward. Um, I'm liking this matchup right now because I'm liking the running guys that he's got going, um, knowing that all the, the weather games are out there. And he's got the cheat code of Justin Fields running against um, in the cold as well. Um, he's current, also currently projected to beat you by 14. So we'll see if that holds true or not. Um, and then the other consolation uh, matchup is going to be WD40 lottery odds 4.76% versus the Prince who was Pitts. And we'll have to ask Will, but uh, Will was all concerned about the consolation championship. Now he's also concerned about the lottery odds. I'm wondering what he's more concerned about, though. We'll, we'll have to call him in and see, see where he's at with that. Uh, right now... Will is currently projected to win 167.7 to 146.7 over Ryan. Ryan would be starting. Oh, he really doesn't have any options at quarterback because Bailey Zappi's not playing. Jacoby Brissett's not playing. Lamar's not playing. So it's either Mac Jones or Sam Darnold. And as of right now, he's got Sam Darnold um, against the Lions. A.J. Dillon versus the Dolphins. Rashad White against the Cardinals. Uh, Jamar Chase versus New England, DJ Moore versus Detroit, David Njoku versus the Saints, DJ Chark versus the Panthers, Latavius Murray versus the Rams, Tyler Bass against the Bears, Alonzo Highsmith versus the Raiders, Jordan Hicks versus the Giants, Algeria Sneed against the Seahawks, and Quay Walker versus the Dolphins, who was a cookie winner last week. Then we got Will starting the social media QB, which is such a stupid debate, um, against the <laughs> Colts. Uh, Jarek McKinnon versus the Seahawks. Uh, Devin Singletary versus the Bears. Catches anything except for what he doesn't against the Chargers. Oof. Road runner. Oh, Christian Watson, welcome to the squad. Did he start him in the past? I thought he was in the taxi squad. He must have brought him up for this matchup. 
against the Dolphins. The Muth is Luth against the Raiders. Hooked on a Thielen versus the Giants. Juju versus the Seahawks. Harrison Butker versus the Seahawks. Nick Bosa versus the Commanders. Nick Bolton versus the Seahawks. Lots of Chiefs. Isaiah Simmons versus the Buccaneers. And Julian Love versus the Vikings. I had to make sure I said that name right. Um, as of right now, Will is projected to win. He brought up Christian Watson to make sure this happens from the taxi squad. Uh, I think Will should pull through with this matchup, but we'll, we'll have to see. And it could be Will Little Slads in the Constellation versus these lads and Sterk. It could be, if, if that held true, it could be an all Sladky winnings between the Constellation Championship and the actual um, for the Throne Championship. If that would continue, we'll have to see. Well, it'll be a very interesting matchup starting tonight with that Jags Jets matchup. I'm actually very excited. I'm sure when we saw that on the Thursday night football schedule, we're like, why? Oh, wait, because it's Thursday. But this should actually be a pretty good game, barring very bad weather. The Jags still have, I know footballers are saying they control their own destiny if they win out. So if they win this these next three weeks, they are the vision champs because they play Titans in week 18. And it might be Malik Willis for the rest of the way. That is crazy to think about. I'm hoping to catch some of this game. It's It should be a fun one to watch. Yeah, we don't got any shit other to do. That's true. We might watch a Christmas movie, but outside of that, yeah. I mean, Hallmark. can't really go anywhere with uh, the 50-mile-an-hour winds and negative 20-degree weather. Yeah. But we got our first day of uh, Christmas break a day early. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Do you... Uh... Do you have any Jags or Jets in your last remaining playoff matchup? I don't think so. Okay. Do you? Um, you? Well, I'm in a couple leagues, obviously. Um, In my Milwaukee league, no. In the in the For the Throne, I have Michael Carter. And then in my in my uh, hometown redraft, no. In my Dynasty hometown. Currently, Garrett Jones or uh, Garrett Wilson and Zay Jones on my bench. I got to make a decision there, and then I have a couple. I think I have two super flex leagues that I'm doing, and then roommate league. Roommate league, I have Travis Etienne. I know that for sure. But I mean, I'm still alive in quite a few leagues that I can win money in or dinner. So. Or dinner. There you go. Yeah. So, we'll have to. Uh, discuss when we want to record next week i mean i have obviously well you're going to new orleans right louisville louisville okay yeah yeah so ryan we leave, and i were just there we leave the 28th right 29th you're driving 29th. or flying we're flying or not flying we're driving mm-hmm. um we're driving the 29th in the morning so we're probably gonna have to record next either tuesday wednesday something like that but we'll see yeah okay well that's all we got on this episode of the for the throne dynasty podcast thanks for joining everybody and we will see you next week to preview our championship matchup and then our consolation final